Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, where did the Lightning stand heading into the Christmas break? The power play is dominant. The penalty kill is better. But there's still some problems on defense. And why has Andre Vasilevsky struggled of late? How has Nikita Kucherov responded to his benching? We'll ask all that and more of Diana Neros, the Lightning beat writer for the Tampa Bay Times, on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Hey, folks, if you're like me, it's hot, it's cold, you're running your AC or your heat all the time this time of year in Florida, and that means your electric bill is way too high. Well, if you want to start saving 90 to 95% off your electric bill, listen to me now. May Electric Solar, that's right, they're a locally owned company, and May Electric Solar is the safest solar available. They don't use high voltage like many other companies. And May Electric Solar has a 25-year warranty on all their equipment and labor. They have a full showroom that's open weekdays. You can see their products and, of course, uh, their wonderful service. And May Electric Solar has been around for 12 years. Now, they've earned a great reputation with their customers and peers, and there's many other solar companies out there imitating their, their great name and trying to use it. But remember, they don't subcontract. Uh, in any way. So uh, just remember, it has to be May all the way. So stop the insanity of these out-of-control electric bills and start saving now. Call May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. And if you call right now, you can receive a 30% tax credit, just a little bit of time left, through 2019 by changing to solar energy. That's only three weeks to go. So call the real May Electric at 727-819-2862. And Billy May and May Electric Solar would like to wish you and yours a great holiday season. Okay, Diana Nearest joins us now. And first of all, Merry Christmas, uh, Diana. I hope you're having a a couple days that you can enjoy your family and friends. And um, wanted to talk to you about a couple of stories that you've written uh, over the holidays. Uh, When we we start here, we'll get into lightning here in just a minute, of course, and this is all related. But on Wednesday, you wrote a story about how how these players uh, sort of enjoy and observe Christmas. Tell me about that. Well, it's great. The NHL actually has a Christmas break. They're uh, the only of the big four major leagues to specifically take off a holiday. And um, so there's no games on the 24th, 25th, 26th, which means that players get to spend time with their families. It means I get to spend time with my family. It was great. Um, <laughs> but right. a lot of the <laughs> the players who aren't, li- who don't, aren't from too far away places uh, go home. The ones who are from further away places stayed in Tampa. Some of them hosted their families. Victor Hedman had, uh, I believe, his parents, his wife's parents, his wife's sisters, and one of his friends, all from Sweden, uh, were, were with him in Tampa, probably still with him in Tampa, I imagine. Um, so, you know, there's, there's some great, uh, there's a, a story, check out on our website um, on kind of what they were doing for their holidays and how they choose to spend it. Some of them um, remember massive Christmases. Uh, I think Luke Shen talks about 50 to 60 people at his grandparents' house. And uh, now he uh, spends it a little, a little bit of smaller group here in town. But uh, yeah, there's some, uh, it's kind of interesting hearing what they did for Christmas and how they spend Christmas now. Yeah. I think I saw uh, with Hedman that it had been quite a while since I think maybe his parents had been over here to celebrate the Christmas holidays with him. 
Yeah, his wife's parents have come um, more frequently than his parents. Not entirely sure, but, you know, just scheduling travel-wise, it takes a lot to travel sure. from uh, Sweden to Tampa, as I now know. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it, you know, it's hard when your family's that far away. You just don't get much time with them. And his dad right. always comes over for the father's trip, and sometimes mm-hmm. that kind of interferes with coming for the holidays, just because, you know, if you're making that big trip, um, sure. what's the timing like to make another big trip? So, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's nice when they do get the chance. Um, Andre Palat was talking about his parents were coming over to see his daughter who, mm. uh, was about a month old, a month and a half old, maybe last Christmas. And so now she's a little more aware of what's happening around her. And so his parents were looking forward to time with, you know, their granddaughter and Kevin uh, Shattenkirk said the same thing about his five month old son, that his mom was. Uh, looking forward to the time with them. So it's, it's, it's a good chance at family time, which really doesn't happen during the season for these guys. I really wish that other sports leagues would, would take advantage of that and do the same thing. But <laughs> doesn't happen in the NFL. And the NBA is actually, you know, there's some guys that do complain about it because obviously that's sort of uh, their day uh, in the NBA when uh, the, all the holiday games are on. And so um, many of them have gone entire careers without without being able to spend Christmas uh, without working. But it's great for the NHL. It's great for the beat writers, obviously. Something else, though, happens in Canada, and uh, they begin playing the World Juniors. Uh, you talked to some guys about that tournament. How big is that, and what are their memories of that? Yeah, basically, World Juniors in Canada is tied to Christmas the way we think of football and Thanksgiving in the state. Mm. Um, everyone who, when I was asking them about their Christmas memories and they're like, oh, and then, you know, world juniors was a part of it for everyone. Um, Braden Coburn talked about asking for an exercise bike for Christmas when he was like 13 or 14 and then spending the day after Christmas when world juniors starts, uh, pedaling away all day as he watched games. Um, you know, it's boxing day is world juniors and it's, uh, it's, it's, um, Maybe not as exciting as Christmas morning, but Stephen Samkos was uh, remembering being pretty excited waking up on Boxing Day knowing World Juniors was starting. And so it was a dream come true when he finally got to play in the tournament when he was uh, in juniors. And by chance has it, he and Team Canada beat Team Sweden and a certain Victor Hedman in the gold medal game. And uh, Stephen Samkos has never let Hedman forget it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there's a lot of guys on the Lightning who have played um, in World Juniors, and some of them played together, some of them played against each other. And uh, so they shared a lot of those memories with me, and um, that's in today's paper uh, on the website if you want to get more of uh, World Juniors, something we kind of... Team USA obviously has a team. They've played very well, but it's not... It's a thing with some select hardcore hockey people in the States. It's not quite as mainstream, whereas in Canada and some other countries, uh, it's kind of hockey kind of revolves around world juniors for the week from uh, Christmas to New Year's. Yeah, make sure you check out those stories uh, on TampaBay.com and in the Tampa Bay Times. All right, Diana, before the Christmas break, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning beat the Florida Panthers 6-1. to one. Um, Pretty convincing uh, performance by them, and, and I'm sure something that they wanted to do, you know, feeling good going into it. They're still fifth in the division. They're, they're one point out of third. they got some games at hand, but right now they'd be on the outside looking in uh, for the postseason. Um, let me ask you just in general, like wh- what do you think the feeling is among this, this hockey team um, heading into, and what 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 you think that that their momentum, if any, they would have coming out of the Christmas break might be. 
Well, they've been really stressing the idea of um, judging by by process and assessing the game more than the results, but there's no mm-hmm. denying they need points, which they're not trying to deny that either. And you look at, yeah, you point out where they are in the standings, and what's interesting is the number two and number six in the Atlantic division are only separated by a few points. There's just it's mm. negligible at this point. And the Lightning just played their first of six straight division games. They've also, there's something like 11 and two in the division so far. So they've been doing really wow. well in the division. So six straight division games, if they're playing like that, they could mm. make a quick hop up the standings pretty easily here. They just need to turn mostly good games into wins, which we've been saying for a while. So there's a little bit of a sense of, well, why can't they just do that? And if we all knew that answer, they would have done it by now. So it's, it's been a little bit of a feeling out process on that. But the mostly there's some confidence in how they're playing and a little bit of frustration that the points aren't following. Um, but they, they've, they're clearly trying to remind, you know, highlight the, the positives of how they're playing rather than uh, dwell in frustration since dwelling in frustration really goes well for anyone. Well, one of the positives, actually, there's a couple of them that are pretty obvious, and they they showed up again on Monday against Florida. Is the power play is continues to be dominant, and it looks like their penalty kill is getting a little better as well. Yeah, the power play, which came up empty in a big way against Washington, really had some points to 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 make some uh, wanted to prove something, I guess, uh, against mm-hmm. Florida, and they came up with some big goals and. You know, the Lightning has always been able to depend on its power play, and which makes those bad games so much more obvious because it just seems like such a guarantee for so long. So it was uh, sure felt good to get, get that back um, on Monday before going into the break. And, yeah, the kill has been um, a little up and down but had some really good starts this year, and, you know, this looks like one of them going three for four uh, against the Panthers there. So... Um, yeah, special teams is definitely doing um, really well for the Lightning right now. Do they feel like they're starting to iron out some problems on defense? And I guess associated with that would have been, and, and I know he played very well against Florida, allowing just the one goal, but Andre Vaslevsky, at least in a couple games, um, you know, hasn't been as spectacular as, as we're used to. I think people are spoiled. I mean, this this guy obviously is the greatest goaltender on the planet but but there are some games you know maybe a year ago or in past years where um you know they he could have given up seven goals if he was a, a normal uh, goaltender and managed to keep him in and even win the game but there there have been um you know some some scratches on him there a little bit i mean just where do you think he is uh in terms of his game and and how are they playing around him uh that would contribute to that yeah they're definitely I mean, Vasilevsky's not playing up to his standard, not the standard people expect of him, and not the standard he expects of himself. And I think, um, I know it's an old cliche, but there are a few people as hard on themselves as Andre Vasilevsky is. So uh, anybody who thinks he doesn't care is um, <laughs> definitely missing something. But uh, it's tough because when you are that dominant for all of we very rarely were there lasting, you know, goals that lasted in memory last year of, you know, oh, that was a really bad one by Vasilevsky. You know, yeah, there right. got to be some over the course of the season, but there weren't ones that stuck with you. And now, you know, things that don't seem that 
hard by his standards are going in and it's tough to kind of figure out. Um, you know, part of it is kind of just finding his groove this year. Um, he's certainly not mm-hmm. happy with it. And it's, you know, we've seen some games where it looks great and you're just like, okay, that that's him looking like him. And uh, it's just one of those kind of, it looks worse because it follows last season. He's not, a bad goaltender this year, but when you're coming off a Venza winning year, yeah, expectations are pretty high. Um, so that's been, been definitely kind of a little, uh, up and down, like so many other things for the lightning this year. And, you know, their, their defense is definitely coming together. Um, there are still little moments. Um, and you know, to some extent, there's always going to be no team, no team goes 82 and Oh, no team, goes a whole year without allowing goals. You know, most goals happen on mistakes. There are mistakes. That's how sports work. So it's not about eliminating all of them. It's more about less stupid ones. <laughs> and so we are seeing that development where there are fewer moments where you're just like, what is he doing about any given person? And more just like, oh, that was a good shot. Or, you know, whatever it is that comes through. Um, on these goals against. And so we are seeing that, that shift away from the, the mental mistakes that they wanted to uh, eliminate. Absolutely. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, a couple... Uh... Well, it seems like about a week ago or so, Nikita Kucherov was benched, um, you know, buying John Cooper uh, for, for giving away a puck, basically, for, for, not, for not being very good with it. Um, and, you know, it's, I mean, look, he's a superstar. He's the best, again, the best player in hockey last year. Um, some guys would not take, I think most would not take very well to it. Diana, since he's come back, all you can do is look at how he responded. And so far, I mean, you have to say, the guy's playing great again. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, there were two plays in that game against Ottawa. One where on the um I think it was Ottawa's second goal, he Kudrav just didn't play defense. He circled back into the D zone without engaging with the play at all. And then the mm-hmm. next one he made one of those mistakes and tried to skate through a couple guys and coughed up the puck mm-hmm. and it turned into a immediately turned into a goal. Um and you're right. Since then, he looks like what we expect of Nikita Kucherov. And so that was the question there is how would he respond? Um, the coaching staff stressed that they were sure to communicate with him immediately following the game to not let, you know, anything sit and dwell and, you know, simmer into anything else. You know, if they had the conversation right away um, and they never expected to sit him a whole game, it was a message for a period and an overtime and, you know, it wasn't something they were trying to blow into something bigger. Um, and so the message was apparently received, and Kucherov has, has been great the past couple of games. And, you know, it's, it's, it's what Lightning fans want to see out of him. So we'll um, see how it continues. 
Yeah, it's exactly the response you want um, from from your superstar. And and by the same token, and I know he didn't do this necessarily for this purpose, but when you're on a hockey team or any team and you see that sort of accountability um, that the coaches have for their best player, that has to that has to sort of send the message, right? Um, whether it's directly or indirectly, to to the rest of the team that you know we're we're going to hold everyone accountable. This is not this is not uh, uh, any different than any other player, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you look at you look at somebody who is super skilled on one side of the game, whatever game it is we're talking about, and you do tend mm-hmm. to kind of make those allowances. Oh well, he does so much there. He's sure. so great at the plate. It's fine that he's bad in the field. Like to compare it to mm-hmm. baseball, like any game you've got one-sided players who you're just like, eh, that's fine. And this was a little bit of a, no, it's not fine. And we're not going to focus so much on offense that it's defense doesn't matter. And so that was, that was a, a message sent to everyone and, you know, does follow what they're trying to do with being more attentive on the defensive end. Right. They've had uh, a, a lot of good individual performances. Of course, you expect uh, good ones from Steven Stamkos. One area he's been very good, Diana, is in the in the face-off circle. Yes, he has. That was something the past couple, two years have really um, Stamkos has focused on. He said he wanted to be trusted to take face-offs on the penalty kill. And again, this is a guy who's not known for his defensive side of the game. Um, and he, he started doing that last year. And, yeah, we've definitely seen um, – that's one thing the Lightning actually have a bunch of is uh, guys who are really good on the face-off. Yeah, And for so, sure. um, you know, and it's such a – it's an overlooked part of the game where, you know, oh, it just happens every time and whatever. But, you know, it has so much to do with how you set up plays and – what leads to, you know, we don't see many goals right off the face-off. We see some, not a lot, but they still, it's where you start everything. Um, so it, it, it's got an overlooked important thing that um, we've definitely seen a couple guys on the Lightning, including Stamkos, um, with uh, some pretty good numbers right now. And I know we talk about him all the time, but uh, I, I remember the overtime goal he had a couple of games ago, the Anthony Sorelli just every time on the ice seems to become more and more of a uh, of, of sort of this this budding superstar, uh, yet another one that the Lightning has developed. And, um, I mean, when you see the, that kind of effort and that kind of skill, I mean, this is the thing about this this hockey team, right? No one, no one can deny the talent they have. And I think they also have something else. They have experience. I mean, I, if there is a team that's not going to panic, that has been in almost every situation, the core of this hockey team has sort of been there, right? They've run away from the pack before yep. and then got beaten four games in the postseason. They've not made the playoffs by a couple points one year, uh, and they've made it, you know, to Game Sevens and all the way to the Stanley Cup at times. So, I mean, they—I would think that there's a confidence about this group that knows that they can, you know, fight their way out of almost anything if they, you know, if they have if they have the right mindset and, and kind of go about it the right way. Yeah, there's definitely that sense of confidence on this team. And it's a sense of kind of realism about knowing what they need to do without the panic. Right. And right. it right. does come from having been in every situation. And, mm-hmm. you know, even the guys who haven't been on the lightning through all that have been in those situations. I mean, you look right. at Ryan McDonough's comments about needing to be a little bit more desperate 
Um, and it's not that like blind desperation. It's that uh, hate to lose desperation. It's that, you know, yeah, we're playing good enough, but we need to win, not just play well. Right. And that kind of desperation is what he was referring to. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, there's definitely this just kind of general level headed sense of we are going to, you know, we're not going to panic. We know what needs to be done and we have to figure out how to do it around this team. Yeah, there's there's not a switch to flip per se, but we've always talked about this, how, how the Christmas break is is sort of a milepost, right? We finally reached it here. Um, they're in this this stretch now against the Atlantic Division that you talked about. Um, you know, this is sort of this is what what they've been talking about, right? I mean, so would, it would not be a surprise. I mean, they need this is an important stretch for them. There's no denying this that that even though they're all bunched up in that division, points are what they're going to be about coming out of this Christmas break. Definitely, they definitely they need some points. I mean, they finish up this super heavy home. Um, stretch with right. two more games at home uh, with Mont- Montreal and Detroit back to back this weekend, and you know they need home wins. You know they've had this super heavy home stretch without a ton of home wins in twelve home games since uh, what was it November twenty third? I think was the home game that started all of this. So in those twelve home mm-hmm. games, they're six five and one. I mean, that's not good enough at home. And now they need to go on the road and win some games. They have two more on, at home they could win, and then they need to go on the road and win some games. So they need they need to get some points. You know, it's close enough in the division that this hasn't hurt them yet. But, yeah, they need some points, and that's, uh, that's the unavoidable fact of a results-based world. You know, it's, it's all about how much you win. And they don't need to plow their way into the playoffs the way they did last year, but they need to – make sure they get there and they need to make sure they get there while playing well. I mean, maybe this turns into where they roll into the playoffs, you know, in playing meaningful games beforehand, the way we all talked about them not doing last year. Maybe it all ends up working out for them, but they need points and they need wins. Look, let's just uh, look into the crystal ball a little bit here. I I don't know who uh, necessarily is, the best team in hockey record-wise as, as I do this podcast, but I will tell you this, the Washington Capitals look awfully strong to me. Um, you've, you've watched a lot of games uh, you know, this season and past seasons. Who are the teams you think that are just absolutely going to be there just based on, on how they're playing and, and what you see on the ice? Um, I mean, you're right. It's the Caps, the Bruins. The Bruins are running away with the Atlantic right now. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, St. Louis is right up there in the league. Then it's Caps, Blues, Bruins right now. One, two, mm-hmm. three in the league. Um, and you know those are three teams that have played the Lightning tough. They lost all three to Washington, though most of them didn't look lopsided uh, in the game itself. But they lost all three. They lost two to St. Louis. One that was bad. One that was good. They've uh, come yep. up with two wins over Boston. Um, you know, so they've been in it with some of these teams at the top the lighting has, but those three teams um, are really uh, they're fun to watch right now. Um, the Islanders are up there in a way that we're kind of, they don't play the kind of hockey that any of those three teams do. They kind of play a boring style of hockey because 
they don't give up much and they don't, they're not flashy offensively. So you watch them and you're kind of like, really? But yeah, that's the definition <laughs> of doing it, right? Don't give up much and score enough mm-hmm. to win. That, that gets you the point. That's right. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this all shakes out. You know, you look at the league standings and again, you got to kind of scroll down to get to the lightning right now, but in the division, they're not far out of it. Um, even, in the league standings, so those three teams, the Caps, the Blues, and the Bruins, all are above 50. And then you go from 49 at number four to 40, where the Lightning are at 22. That's not a lot of points separating a lot of places, you know, standing places. So it is pretty tight right now. There's space to move up. There's space for anyone to move up. But right now those three teams are, uh, are the ones at the top for sure. Well, it is the Christmas break, the holiday break, of course, and uh, tell us where you are at right now and what, take us inside the Neros Man holiday uh, festivities. <laughs> What's going on up there? Well, right now the Neros Man holidays are the O'Keefe holidays, which is my grandma's family. My grandma lives in Georgia. I'm sitting um, in pants and long sleeves, but overlooking a golf course right now um, as we chat uh, where my grandma lives. Um, we have something like, I don't know, 13 of us who are here with uh, two of my mother's siblings and their families and my fiance, my cousin's husband, and my cousin, other cousin's husband is, uh, just showed up last night. So um, we've got a whole bunch of generations here, three generations of, of O'Keefe and, uh, and our um, significant others. So um, <laughs> it's, it's quite the, uh, the holiday here. We all still gather at Grandma's, and we love being able to do that. Oh, sorry, four generations. I forgot my cousin's son. We have four generations here. <laughs> wow. Well, that's great, and that's what the holidays are all about. And, of course, we're glad that you're getting a few days, as are uh, the rest of the NHL and the Tampa Bay Lightning, to, uh, to get away from this crazy business and um, hopefully recharge a little bit, and then it's – it's on the stretch run, of course, when you get back. But you can read uh, Diana Neros and about what other hockey players on the Tampa Bay Lightning are doing uh, during this break, as well as the World Juniors, which begins uh, in Canada on TampaBay.com and in the Tampa Bay Times. Thanks, Diana. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Merry Christmas. My thanks, of course, to Diana Neros. Hey, if you didn't get a chance, take a listen to the podcast from Wednesday. We had Minnesota... Head coach P.J. Fleck is his Golden Gophers take on Auburn in the Outback Bowl. And, of course, P.J. was a former wide receivers coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He talks about that, his relationship with Vincent Jackson, and just all the great things that uh, he has going there with the Gophers. We also had Tom Jones, my former radio partner and, and columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, on Tuesday. So you can always go back and listen to those. Now, tomorrow, it'll be myself and Eduardo Encina. We're going to break down the Bucks. Final regular season game of 2019 against the Atlanta Falcons, who have won three in a row. And we'll take a look back at the 2019 season, the first under head coach Bruce Arians. Hey, we hope you had a very Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, and uh, just hope you have a great holiday season and a healthy one as well from all of us at Sports Day Tampa Bay. For Steve Versnick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.